Welcome to Thrive Church Podcast. We just want you to know that wherever you are in your faith journey, you are welcomed, you are loved, and you are accepted. I hope that as you listen to our podcast, you are moved and inspired to grow closer in your faith with God. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Church. Thrive Church, I want to welcome all of you and all of those who are in the 715 area code who are with us this morning. We're so glad that you're here, and I just hope that you had a wonderful uh, just a great Christmas to be with family and friends. And uh, uh, the other week I gave a message and I talked about gift exchanges and I talked about this rooster that was uh, given away at a white elephant gift exchange. And lo and behold, somebody from the church came and surprised me with a rooster. <laughs> and, uh, and so this is my friend again, and he's probably going to be placed in a strategic location throughout the church. So uh, I wanted to say thank you for that person who gave me my own pet rooster again, just brought back great memories. And and I, I want to wish you a, a happy new year, all of you. And and I tell you what, uh, 2020, it was a rough year, but I just believe that 2021, the best is yet to come. And and again, we know that we, we in 2020, it was a rough year because we had COVID, we had that, the pandemic going on. Uh, just closing the doors of the church was really difficult, and the whole mass situation was 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 controversial, and it even split some friendships. And I heard that even it split a church. Uh, the crazy election season, people got sick, people lost their jobs, loved ones passing away. It was a tough year, and it it, it kind of reminds me. Twenty twenty reminds me of this story I heard about this guy. He was a professional bricklayer. And, uh, and he had to give, he was given a, a report for uh, workers' compensation, and he had to give details of the injuries that he received on a job site. So let me just read this, this uh, letter that he gave. He said, on the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a new six-story building. Uh, when I completed my work, I found I had some bricks left over, which then weighed later were found to be slightly in excess of 500 pounds. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel by using a pulley, which was attached to the side of the building of the sixth floor. Securing the rope at ground level, I went up to the roof and I swung the barrel out and I loaded the bricks onto it. I then went down and I untied the rope, holding it tightly to ensure a slow descent of the bricks. You will note that in block 11 of the accident report form that I weigh 135 pounds. <laughs> Due to my surprise at being jerked off the ground so suddenly, I lost my presence of mind and forgot to let go of the rope. Needless to say, I proceeded at a rapid rate up the side of the building and in the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel, which was now proceeding downward at an equally impressive speed. <laughs> This explains the fractured skull, the minor abrasions, and the broken collarbone as listed in section three of the accident form. Slowed only slightly, I continued my rapid ascent, not stopping until the fingers of my right hand were two knuckles deep into the pulley. Fortunately, by this time, I had regained my presence of mind and was able to hold tightly to the rope in spite of the excruciating pain I was now beginning to experience. At approximately the same time, however, the barrel of bricks hit the ground and the bottom fell out of the barrel. 
now devoid of the weight of the bricks, that barrel weighed approximately 50 pounds. I refer you again to my weight of 135 pounds. As you might imagine, I began a rapid descent down the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel coming up. This accounts for two fractured ankles, broken tooth, and severe lacerations of my legs and lower body. Here, my luck began to change slightly. The encounter with the barrel seemed to slow me enough to lessen my injuries when I fell into the pile of bricks, and fortunately, only three vertebrae were broken. I am sorry to report, however, as I lay there on the pile of bricks, in pain, unable to move, I again lost my composure and presence of mind and let go of the rope, and I lay there watching the empty barrel begin its journey back down on top of me. This explains the two broken legs. I hope this answers your inquiry as to the injuries I sustained on the job site. (laughs) Does that sound like the year 2020 or what? My question for you today is this, how do you redeem a rough year to prepare you for the victory God has in store for your life? So we've had this year of 2020 that sounds just like this story here, one situation, one incident, one one challenge after the other. And how do you take a, a year like 2020 and how do you redeem it for the good? And so that's what I want to talk about today. The title of my message is this, Redeem Your Challenge into Triumph. Redeem Your Challenge into Triumph. The word redeem is this, to take what was broken and to make it better than new. To take what was broken and to make it better than new. Now there is this uh, Japanese traditional art called kintsugi, and, and what they do is they will take broken pottery, broken vases, broken plates. And what they'll do is they will infuse them back together with materials such as silver and gold. And in fact, what it will do, it it will actually make that vase even stronger than it originally was created for. And then also what it does is it gives it such a unique beauty. And you know, to me, that that defines what redemption means. That, it, that God would take things that are broken, that he takes broken people, that he takes uh, challenges and situations that seem to have broken us, and he will take those pieces if we will give them to us, give them to him, and he will make it better than new. That's what God does. Paul tells us this in Ephesians 1, 7. He says, in him, in Christ, we have redemption. Just say that word right now, redemption. We have redemption through his blood, through the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Because of his work on the cross, we are made new. He has taken our broken lives. He has taken the brokenness that sin has brought into our lives. When we give those pieces to him, he redeems us and he turns it. He turns our lives into triumph. So I believe what we do We give God his part, but then he calls us to participate in our part through faith. As I talked here a few few weeks ago, I talked about how two years ago, 
I think I went through the most difficult challenge of my life. Yeah, and, and, and it just it seemed like during that period of time that God led me to the story of Joseph. And in Joseph's story, I, I, I was able to be sustained. God seemed to just grow me, and he began to challenge me, and he began to heal me. More importantly, I believe that God began to redeem me through Joseph's story. And, uh, and so I found my redemption. So I want to talk today, I want to talk about this story, this character named Joseph. And this is, we're going to be looking at Joseph's chapter 37 through 50, which we have his story. And we're going to find out how to redeem your challenge into triumph. So the story of Joseph goes like this. He is the youngest of 12 boys, and, and his father Jacob loved Joseph, the youngest son, while well, the second the youngest son, he loved him the most, so much to the effect that, that he had made for his son Joseph this coat. They called it the coat of many colors. And, and as the other sons were out working in the fields, working with the herds, uh, Joseph got to stay at home with his dad. But periodically, he would go out and visit with his brothers. And because of, of, how, of the preferential treatment that Joseph was receiving by his father, you can just imagine that these brothers were very jealous of how he was, be, how he was to be treated. And then Joseph, he was a dreamer. I think he had this spiritual gift of dreaming. And one time he had this dream that God had used him to save a nation and that his brothers would one day come under his leadership. Well, you can just imagine a younger brother giving a dream like that uh, to, to the older brothers. I'm sure that it didn't sit so well. And so the brothers had just had about enough of this. And so they had come up with this scheme that they were going to kill him. But the other brother, Reuben, stepped in and said, no, no, we can't do this to him. Uh, let's just throw him into a pit and let's figure this out. And while Joseph is in the pit that his brothers had thrown him in, these slave traders had come by. And Reuben had this idea, let's sell him off to the slave traders. And that's what they did. Then they conjured up a lie to tell their father. And they claimed they found Joseph's coat uh, all bloody and presumably killed by a wild animal. And so when the, when the traders arrived in Egypt, they sold Joseph off to one of Pharaoh's assistants, a man by the name of Potiphar. And so while, he, while Joseph is a slave in Egypt, God began to work in Joseph's life, and he began to bless everything that he did. So here's the first point of my message today. If you're going to redeem, if God is going to work in you and through you to redeem the challenges and turn them into triumphs in the year 2021, you're going to have to, number one, keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. Genesis 39, 2 and 3, it says this. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything that he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything that he did. So Je Joseph, let's back up here. Joseph went from the most favored son of his father. He is then thrown into a pit by his brothers. And now he has become a slave in Egypt all within a few days. <laughs> I mean, we think that we're having a bad year in 2020. I mean, this all happened within a week. But here's the deal. Joseph could have broken down into a deep depression, and, and many of us have been there before. A situation, a big challenge like this arises, we never saw it coming. 
many of us will go into that land of depression and we get stuck there. But Joseph decided not to stay there. And that's hard, again, because Joseph had just went through rejection. He's just went through a severe case of abandonment by his brothers. I mean, these are pretty deep wounds. And maybe you can resonate with those wounds today. Maybe you are going through a situation in your life. In 2020, you have been rejected. You have been abandoned. And you feel stuck in your depression. But here's the deal. Instead of, instead of Joseph staying stuck, he kept pressing forward. He kept moving forward, even in the midst of his circumstance. And God blessed him for it. And I know it's so easy to sit here and tell you to, to you know, yeah, just keep pressing him forward, you know, and when you're in the midst of that pain. But I want to encourage you today, keep pressing forward. And God's going to bless you for it. In Philippians 3, 13 and 14, this was a passage that really resonated with me as we were going through our time of challenge. The Apostle Paul is speaking of moving forward from his past into the mission that God had called him to. You see, the Apostle Paul, he had a lot in his past going on. First of all, the Apostle Paul, he was, he had, he was a religious zealot. And he hated, not only did he hate but he persecuted all Christ followers. That was his mission in life. And then he had a Christ encounter that completely changes his life. How many of you can relate to that? Whenever you had that, that Christ encounter, it completely changed your life. And so now, I mean, you can imagine maybe some of the regrets, some of the hurt, and as he thinks of all the things that he did, and like, oh, man, and that, and that could get him stuck. But he decided, I'm not going to live there. I'm going to press on. Listen to what his word says. He says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward. I want you to know that's going to be our, our word for the year 2021, forward. I'm looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. To me, this sounds just like what Joseph did. Joseph said, I, I, I've got to forget the past. I can't live stuck in the pain of the past. Now, it's, it's, not, it's not about denial. I'm not talking about denying things that happened in the past and just trying to forget. I don't know if we ever really forget the past. It, but it's just a decision. I'm not going to stay focused on my past. I'm not going to get stuck there. Instead, I'm going to look forward. I'm not going to continue to look past, keep looking back. I'm going to put my focus on looking forward on what lies ahead. I, I can't fix what, what has happened in me in the past, but I can make decisions here in my present that are going to affect my future moving forward. And so I'm going to start looking forward. For some of you, the best thing that you can do in the year 2021 is to start looking forward. Start looking forward to what God has in store. Looking forward to what God is going to do in your life. And so that's what Joseph did. And then he pressed on. Paul says, I press on. You know what I think that is? I kind of see that as an attitude. I think some of us just need to have this attitude that, you know what? I'm not looking back. I'm not going to be stuck in the pain of my presence 
but I'm going to press on. I'm going to press forward. And so that's what Joseph did. And, he, and, it, and the Bible says that he began to do very well with where he was at. So much so that, that Potiphar began to put Joseph in charge of his entire household. Well, Joseph was, was doing so well until he started receiving unsolicited attention from Potiphar's wife. So this leads me to my second point. If you're going to redeem the challenges in, your, in the triumphs of 2020, then you're going to have to refuse to surrender. You're going to have to refuse to surrender. Now, Joseph's integrity is being challenged as Potiphar's wife keeps making advances towards him, wanting to sleep. He wants him to sleep with her. But here's the key. Joseph refused. Joseph refused. Joseph refused. Joseph is saying, I'm not going to surrender my integrity. Not to what I know is to be true. I'm not going to step down no matter what. No matter what comes my way, I'm not going to surrender my integrity. He did three things here. First of all, to keep his integrity intact, he called it what it was. Listen to what it says here. It's on the screen, Genesis 39, 8 and 9. But Joseph refused. to say that one more time. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing except you. And why? Because you are his wife. You are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Joseph called it, called out the truth. Maybe you're going through some temptation right now. And I would tell you right now, you're, and you're, you're just saying, listen, I just want my integrity back. You're going to have to start calling it what it is. Joseph called, called it what it was. He looked at her and said, listen, you are a married woman. And you are not married to me. Number two, what, what this thing that you want to engage in, that would be wicked. And more importantly, it is a sin against God. And I think in, in, to move forward and, and to, to just not surrender, to refuse to surrender, we're going to have to start calling sin what it is. We're going to have to start calling out the sins in our life. And we know that she kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day. And once again, as this continued, he refused. And the Bible says that Joseph began to stay out of her way as much as possible. He stayed away from the temptation. And for some of you, you are stuck. You're stuck in depression because you're stuck in your sin that you keep giving into. And you're going to have to start in 2021, start avoiding. You're going to have to start staying away from that thing that brings you to that place of sin. Joseph refused to surrender his integrity. Listen to what it says here in Genesis 39, 11 through 12. One day, however, no one else was around when Joseph went to do his work. And then it says that she came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Now, a lot of people in this world would say, this is a, tr- this is a golden opportunity, but not Joseph. Joseph Joseph refused to surrender 
his integrity. Instead, it said that Joseph, in that moment, he tore himself away. He refused. And he left his cloak in her, in, in her hand as he ran from the house. He refused. He ran. So in the midst of an opportunity, what the world might call an opportunity, Joseph refused to surrender his integrity by running away from the temptation. Why do I bring this up? Because oftentimes when we go through challenges and difficulties in life, that just seems like the time that Satan just does his thing the most. He wants to bring us back to that place that holds us in, in bondage, or he wants to take us into a new place of temptation and to a new place of sin. Proverbs 10, 9 says this, that people with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. You see, here's what sin does. Sin always catches up with us. You know that. I know that. You've experienced it. I've experienced it. Sin always has a way of catching up with us. And when it catches up with us, it always hurts. It always hurts. Second of all, sin always hurts people. Have you ever noticed that where there is sin, the innocent suffer? And there's, when there's sin in my life, my family has an effect, is affected by that. Not only that, but our society, our culture, and it hurts. Sin not only hurts our lives, but it hurts the people around us. And then last of all, sin always separates us from God. And I think that's the biggest pain right there. I think that is, I, I will call it, that's why a lot of people are struggling with depression and anxiety. I'm not saying every case, but a lot of people are struggling with with depression and anxiety because of an unwillingness to deal with the sin in their lives, and it's causing separation with God. Joseph refused to let sin destroy his life. So to save face, Potiphar's wife accused Joseph of attempted rape. Potiphar had Joseph thrown into jail indefinitely for a crime he didn't commit. I, th I think, you know, if you think about this, Potiphar probably could have had Joseph killed, any other circumstance. But I think, number one, I think Potiphar liked Joseph. And I think Potiphar didn't exactly believe his wife's story. I think he knew her character. And so I think he was letting Joseph off the hook a little bit by just putting him in jail and just let's just forget about Joseph. But can you imagine being, being Joseph, being thrown into jail for a crime that you didn't commit, the injustice, and just being in there indefinitely? When am I ever going to get out? Is there any hope for my future? But even in the midst of this challenge, of this injustice, God was still working through Joseph's life, and Joseph still continued to press on. He kept, he kept moving forward to where the jail warden even began to notice Joseph. And he began to give Joseph favor. Well, he also, Joseph also began to notice the prisoners around him. He began to take notice of them. And he began to notice some of the issues and the challenges that they were facing. And so that brings me to my next point is, if you're going to redeem your challenges into triumphs in 2021, you're going to have to, number three, look for ways to be a world changer. You're going to have to look outside your box of yourself and of your challenges, and you're going to look to the needs of others to be a world changer. 
Let me read this, Genesis 46 through 8. But when Joseph saw him, now he, let me back up here. Joseph is in jail, and he's noticing these prisoners around him. He's not just stuck in his own jail cell. Woe is me, stuck in his pain, stuck in his hurt. But Joseph is noticing the other people around him. Oftentimes, when we are stuck in our pain, that's all we can see is ourselves. But Joseph decided to look out. And he saw them. And he noticed that they looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. So, so Joseph had a spiritual gift. And let me just tell you today, if you are a Christ follower, God has empowered you with a spiritual gift. Did you know that? There's a spiritual gift, and your responsibility as a Christ follower is to, number one, discover what that gift is, develop that gift, and then you're called to deploy your gift. And that's exactly what Joseph did. He had a spiritual gift of interpreting dreams. And so to keep moving forward, what he did is, instead of just being stuck in his prison cell, he started to use his spiritual gift to help other people in need. I love that. He refused to stay within his cell, if you will. And I want, to, I want to challenge you, if you want to redeem your challenges and turn them into triumphs, you will be amazed at what happens when you look outside of your world and you begin to help others in need. It just changes. It just takes our attention and our focus and our mindset off of ourselves and we're able to put it on to others. And so this is what Joseph did. He did a couple things. First of all, he noticed their circumstance. When was the last time that you took a good look around you and you began to notice the pain and the circumstances that other people are going through? When was the last time you noticed other people's challenges? Second of all, he cared enough to ask about their pain. Not only did he ask them, but he listened. He listened. And I want, to, I want to encourage you, church, one of the most powerful things that you can do to express love to people is to listen. Is to listen. Sometimes I think we do a little too much talking and not enough listening. And then the, and the third thing is once he heard their challenge of what they were going through, he used his spiritual gift that God had given him to help others. You know, that psychiatrists have done a study on this. And they discovered how much depression's impact begins to lessen when a person begins to take their focus off of themselves and they start to help others. Isn't it amazing? Have you ever, ever been a part of that before? Ever been a part of an event like Ruby's Pantry? And maybe you're just going through a difficult challenge or hurt or pain and you decide to serve other people and the, and the power that that has on you. Because you realize, maybe I don't have it quite as bad as what these other people do. And now I'm able to use my hands and my heart and my mind to make a difference in other people's life. Talk about redemption. This is called finding your purpose and living it out. Finding your purpose and living it out. There's nothing, listen to me, I don't think there's anything more fulfilling than discovering your purpose 
living it out and having a positive impact on the world around you. I'm telling you, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has gifted you to give to others. God has blessed you with a spiritual gift to pour out on others. And I'm telling you, that is where the fulfillment is found when you bless others. I believe one of the ways that God does some of his greatest work is through the healing of your past pain. So uh, before I started pastoring here at Thrive Church, I was a chaplain for a home care service business. And I was a chaplain for the caregivers. And so I, I've met literally hundreds of caregivers for this organization that I work with. And I noticed this one thing. The best caregivers are the ones who have been there, done that. So let, let, me, let me explain that to you. The caregivers are people who go in and take care of people who are sick or who are struggling with their health and in, and in life circumstances. And, and they'll go in and they'll take care of, of their general needs. And, uh, and oftentimes then maybe that patient might pass away and they not only work with that patient, but they'll work with those families. Well, I have discovered that it's the ones who have lost family members or loved ones themselves were the ones who went through that pain who were able to help others through their pain. And I just wonder, maybe that's what God was doing in the life of Joseph. He was molding and shaping him through his pain so that one day he might be able to impact people in their, through, in their pain. And so there's this passage, and I read it last week. I'm going to read it to you one more time because I just think it just clarifies what God oftentimes does this. It does through us in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4, that God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Aren't you glad that God comforts us? He comforts us in all of our troubles. Why? So that we can comfort others. So that when they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. So just maybe, just maybe, God is allowing you to experience the challenges that you are going through in the year 2020 so that he can prepare you for those who you are going to help in 2021. You see, God has created you. If you are a Christ follower, you are a world changer. Just look at your neighbor right next to you and just say, I'm a world changer. I don't know if you notice that, but I'm a world changer. Now look at your other neighbor and tell him, I'm a world changer. If you're not careful, I'm going to change your world, okay? I am a world changer. We are all world changers. We're created to be world changers. So instead of letting our pain hold us back, the pain of 2020, what if... What if we determine to allow our pain to make us more impactful? So God shows up in this dream interpretation ministry that Joseph had, and Pharaoh himself releases Joseph from prison and gives him a high position in the Egyptian government. God works through his dreams, or, or through, his, through his spiritual giftings. And sure enough, Joseph's dream, remember his dream that he was going to be used by God to impact a nation? And well, sure enough, uh, the Egypt is about to go through a drought, and Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge 
to have a, to be a world changer in his government to impact a nation. You see, that's how God works. And sure enough, his dream comes to pass. And one day, as Joseph is kind of preparing for preparing the country for what they're about to go through, uh, Joseph's brothers come into town for some food. And through a series of events, Joseph both confronts and forgives his brothers for what they did. And here's my next point. If you're going to redeem your challenges of 2020 into the triumphs of 2021, you're number four, you're going to have to grow better and not bitter. Grow better and not bitter. See, Joseph, Joseph had already forgiven his brothers. But you see, their, their father Jacob died. And the brothers were concerned, now wait a second, now that Jacob has died, maybe Joseph is going to have a change of heart. Maybe he's going to come after us. And so they begin to plead with Joseph. Joseph, we're sorry. We're so sorry for what you're doing. And, and, and Joseph is wondering, where, where's all this coming from? And he says, listen, I have forgiven you. Listen to his response here in, in Genesis 50, 20. He says, he says, he looked at his brothers and said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for the good. What a perspective. What, what an outlook on life. All those challenges, all the harm that you did for me, God turned it around for the good. He says, God brought me into this position so I could save the lives of many people. I love that. I love that because Joseph, no longer was it about him, but it's about what God wanted to do through him to change a nation. You see, he discovered that through his trials, he took on a different outlook in life. Instead of Joseph focusing on the pain of his past, and that's where Satan wants to keep us. He wants to keep us in the past, in that pain, in, in, that trapped in our unforgiveness and bitterness. Joseph chose to look at the purpose that was in his present. You see, when you are working in God's purpose, there's no room for unforgiveness. And for some of you, the greatest thing that you can do to finish out this year of 2020, the greatest thing that is going to change your whole outlook, change all of 2021 moving forward, some of you, the biggest thing that you need to do before you end this year is you need to forgive. Maybe there is a person in your life who's hurt you and wounded you beyond even measure, and you're, you've been stuck in bitterness and unforgiveness. And I, I, I want to encourage you, now's the time to forgive. Let's leave that <laughs> in the pain of 2020. Can we do that? I want to encourage you today, as we finish out this year, to forgive that person. Or maybe you're here today, and you need to forgive an organization. Maybe some of you are here today, and Thrive Church has let you down. I want to encourage you to forgive Thrive Church, or maybe it's the district, or maybe it's a company that you work for. Maybe there's an organization that you need to forgive. I want to encourage you to do that in this year, 2020, or maybe the person you need to forgive is you need to forgive yourself for the sin that you committed, the thing that you did wrong, the, the pain that you caused your family. And God wants to forgive you. God has already forgiven some of you. You just need to forgive yourself. So instead, Decide to have a different outlook by allowing your challenges to grow you better and not bitter. Listen to what Paul says here, Romans 5, 3 and 5. He says this, we can rejoice 
When we run into problems, <laughs> who says that? <laughs> we can rejoice because of our problems. Uh, he says, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, which is growth. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, which is a spiritual growth. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. You see, in the midst of our pain, God gives us his spirit and he fills us with that. And, and his love fills our life and he, his love is redeeming us spiritually. But he wants to join with him in that redemption plan. So Joseph's challenges totally, the challenges that he faced in his life, he never saw it coming. But those challenges just happened to work together to become a catalyst that changed a nation. And I would encourage you today, what if we were to look at the year 2020, the, all the difficulties, the pandemic and the, the mask and everything, what if we looked at all of those challenges as a catalyst to prepare us for what God has called for us to change a nation here, to be world changers? You see, I believe Joseph, years earlier, he wasn't prepared for what God had, what he was doing in his life now. That he had to go through those challenges to prepare him to change a nation. And so what Joseph did is he just chose a different outlook. And his different outlook changed the nation. So, so here's my challenge as I close out this message. If you're going to redeem the challenges of 2020, and you're going to turn them into the triumphs of 2021. You've got to do a couple things. You're going to have to keep pressing forward. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep pressing forward. That's going to be our word for the year. 2021 is forward. Number two, you're going to have to refuse to surrender your integrity. So when you're in the midst of your challenges, in the midst of your pain, and you are in the midst of your greatest temptation, you're going to refuse. You're going to say, Satan, no. No, you're not bringing me into the trap of, of sin. I'm going to keep my integrity. Number three, you're going to look for ways to be a world changer. I'm not going to be stuck and consumed with myself and my problems, but I'm going to start helping others. I'm going to use the giftings that God has given me to be a world changer in the world around me. Number four, I'm going to choose to grow better and not bitter. I'm going to forgive just as God has forgiven me. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I want you to know you are looking this morning at somebody who is redeemed, spiritually redeemed, redeemed from my past. I, I, I'm a new person because of the work that God has done to me. God has taken the broken pieces of my life and he's redeemed me to make me better. Will you allow him to do that in your life today? I'm going to encourage you right now, right where you're seated. If you are out here and you feel like there's pieces in your life that are broken and you want God to, to redeem them, to make them better than new, will you, will you just, just do this? Lift up your hands. And that's just symbolism of, of saying, God, here's my broken pieces. Here's my broken life. God, will you redeem me? Redeem the brokenness. Redeem the pain in my life. God, I want to make a difference. I, I don't want to be stuck in the past. I, I want to move forward. Father, you know that person. You know that organization. Lord, even you know it's me that I need to forgive. 
And I, I, that's the last thing I'm going to do in this year is I'm going to forgive. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to triumph in 2021. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Can we just give God praise right now for what he has done and what he's going to do in people's lives. Before I close out this message, I don't want to miss the opportunity. Maybe you're, you're here today, you're watching online, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. I'm going to tell you, if you want redemption, it all starts right there. It starts with relationship with Jesus. And if you want to come into relationship with Jesus, and you want to have the peace which passeth all understanding, just, just pray along with me right now. Just say, God, I need you. I recognize you as the great Redeemer. And I'm asking you to take the broken pieces of my spiritual life and redeem me into the person you've called me to be. Come inside of me. Forgive me. Renew me. Awaken me, Lord. I choose today to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give God another shout out and praise for that. Thank you, God, for life change. Thank you, God, for life change. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to encourage you, if you'll just go back to that back table at our guest center, to the friendliest people in the entire church, and they have a book that they want to give to you, just a small little book. And this is the, the greatest place to start in your redemption process, in your growth process, because you're not done yet. Now it's time for you to grow as a Christ follower. And that little book is going to help you with that. Will you reach out to me? I want to help you in your spiritual growth process as well. Thank you, Drive Church, for being here. And once again, I want to encourage you. Uh, this is the end of the year, and this is a great time for you to catch up with your giving, uh, to have credit for the, the end of the year by December 31st. I encourage you to, to be a generous giver. Thank you so much for checking out the Drive Church Podcast. I hope you're inspired by the message today. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so we can impact more lives. Remember, wherever you are in your faith journey, you are welcome, loved, and accepted. Have a wonderful day.